Okay, welcome to Augusta Oli Podcast on this Saturday. My my co-host is currently dealing with some situation. For now, I'll be doing the post every Saturday till it comes back. Alright, let's start with a dynamite recap. Let's start with Jericho Priest Society. It kicks off the show. So Jericho goes by the Ocho on his ROH knees plate. We got Luigi Primos spinning the pizza. We got we got Jim Parker say Philly is used to be celebrated to losers. Trying to celebrate the Ocho himself, Jericho. We got Meta say he called the uh, called the pizza guy, but there's no pizza for anyone in the crowd. Crowd chance we want pizza. Then we got Anna J telling everyone we'll choke them out. Why don't don't get pizza? They will get the greatest RH champ of all time, Jericho. Then we got Jericho say he's the most viewed RH champ because he knows nothing about ROH, but you're about to. It's about the ring of Jericho. Then Jericho turned attention to Garcia. We all know Garcia Jericho and tense. So anyway. He has a gift for Garcia. Jericho presents Garcia with a hot purple bucket hat. Says and looking the best in the technical sports entertainer of all time. Garcia throws a hat down. Dex Primo. Garcia, this is enough. This is his a him. That's what he said. Then Garcia goes on further to tell him to Jericho cuts him. So Jericho cuts him out as Garcia he is a sports entertainer, pro wrestler. Then we got your wrestle chance breakout. Danielson comes out, says Garcia can do whatever he wants. If he wants to stay with GAS, he can do it. If Garcia wanted to become the Blackpool Combat Club, he can do that too. Jericho interrupts says that Garcia belongs to him. Garcia stops out and says, I don't belong to you. I got. I don't got to do nothing you tell me to do. Like, he says, we're supposed to be entertained. What if I pick this pizza, throw it on the ground, is that entertaining or toss dough with Luigi? Or tag or Justin Roberts. Do you think entertaining if I team with Danson? He says, me and Danson versus Sammy and Jericho. Mentor said, we are sick of this. You have nothing and we took you. And now you want to spit in our face. Then we get more magic trying to punch Danson in the face. Then he said, let's do it. The entertainer, Danny Magic, Danny Magic versus the hard pro wrestling, Brian Danson, right now. Okay, we got a big matchup. Danson got the win over Menard. It was a, it was a, upcoming matchup. Menard got his, his stuff in. Brian Danson got his stuff in. Brian Danson won. So next Wednesday is, Jer, I mean Jericho, Garcia, I mean Jericho and Guevara versus Daniel Garcia and and Danielson. Anyway. Alright, we got Will Utah coming out with no music. Mm, looks boring. We got Utah calling out MJF and says MJF crossed the line when he puts his hands on Tony Chavant, a man who's done more for AEW than he'll ever do. Then MJF comes out and calls Philly the place you live and you can't afford New York. MJF puts over Utah for being a great wrestler. However, he made a mistake going toe-to-toe with Daddy and Daddy has to spank you? Anyway. You have much of charisma Joe Fraser who's dead by the way. That's what he said. He talks about how I don't care about how I make more money than anyone else, anyone home, because you interrupted. And he said he doesn't care. He just wanted NJF and pull a blood on Broad Street. So Yuta goes out to NJF. Gun Club comes out. And Jeff said he will see him in the ring next week in Dumpy, D.C. And Jeff said he will go hang on the Raptors. My cash in the check and the cut cult club, club member John Mosley tonight. Then we got NJF say go on. They had then the Glut Club say it's his, his stick. Okay, we got the AEW World Champion Eliminator match. Moxley defeated Juice Robinson. This was a good New Japan rematch. Anyway, the post match, we got Hangman Page coming out and saying he wants to fight Moxley right now. 
Then we Jaira says, ladies, settle down. You're on fighting each other. You're fighting. Lose to me. Yuda's behind them. Beats the crap out of JF. Security comes out. Yuda fight them off. Eventually drags away. All right, let's talk about this. Like, yes, NJF Yuda will face next week. What I see going forward for this match next week match. I see NJ. I see the firm interfering in that match. NJF getting the win. Then, and I I want to see more of the Blackpool Comic Cup versus the firm, with NJF leading. Imagine the Gun Club like the Gun Club versus. Castanoli and Moxley. Um, well, they have lack of numbers. <gasps> anyway, <laughs> like we just put some dream matches. We could see uh, Castanoli versus NJF. Mm-hmm. Imagine we see William Regal facing NJF, and Regal puts NJF over. Imagine that. Like it'll be big. Like, like something like big. You go big, you have to go go big or go home. That's what I say. That's what I say. Okay, we got Surreal coming out to Master Pop saying, I'm back. The crown chance, welcome back. Welcome back. Surreal said, She's damaged. She's not broken. She's here to create change. She is the revolution. We got the Just Your House chance from the fans. All right, basically, she's still broken. She's still, she's still hurt. She's not going to be able to wrestle still. She will get cleared. That's what I hear say. Then she called for the women to come out. We got Storm, Dina, Nightingale, Skybloom, Master Rain, Joy Surrey in the ring. Surrey asked for a round of applause for them. Surrey put Tony over as the best champion AEW has seen. Great stuff. Britt Breaker, Hater, Mabel Penelope Ford erupted. Breaker, Leo Sabre, Surrey as another shiny toy. I am the face of the decision. I put blood, sweat, and tears in my neck, and like yours, mine can handle it. You run this place, but half the people can't pronounce her fate name. Surya said Brit's name rhymes with shit. Well, that was censored because this was the new policy with with water media. <laughs> Baker says Tony has to deal with Scarlet Deep tonight as crowd chance with hater. Mm-hmm. Surya says she's gonna talk to Tony Khan backstage and next finest. So yeah, boss that listens to her. Tonight's the match is a lumberjack match. What I get from this that Paige talks about the women's revolution, talks shit about WWE mostly. But I think it has a point, and you know, AEW should get a big change in the women's division. Okay, we got a rubbers match. Alright, anyway, lumberjack match. Storm defeated these retained the the interim women's championship. It was a crazy matchup. Everyone was involved. Everyone got their share of the television boost. It was good. So anyway, yeah, that's good. Now we go backstage with Siobhan to claim next Monday National Scissoring Day. Then we got Keith Lee involvement. Like Swerve is not here because like he's in a Florida storm. He'll be back next week. Yeah, so Keith talked about him got lucky when Billy got hit the the famous on Swerve. So. Says good luck with the belts, whatever. I see a rematch going on with the acclaim and Swerve and and Keith Lee. And I want to be like a rubber match. So anyway, yeah. So there was also an open contract to defend the tiles on Rampage. 
And again, I already told you, Keith Lee enters says Trish Strickland is in the show because it's going to over Billy Gunn getting involved, costing the titles. Then Gunn has to with her swerve Strickland me. It was pretty much like that. That's what I told you about the segment. That was pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Backstage, info or Scarlett went party party, telling them to shape up or get out. Then they all storm out as my heart comes out, tells them to quit your deal. I'll be waiting here. Big money, Matt won't let you down. Something like that. So basically, we we hope you know we don't. I don't want to see no big money Matt with with private party. That's gonna be dumb. Not this again. It didn't work. Please don't do it again. It didn't help private party. As for AFO, this is a, this is a come down with with private party AFO and butchering the, and the blade. So anyway, oh, oh I got Ricky starts defeating Eli Islam. Isom, Eli Isom. This was a squash match. Ricky Starks get back on track. So Starks is getting back on track, and it's good. Starking Starks is getting back on track. You know, honestly, like I don't know, Starks. I see him winning the AEW World Title, or have him win the TNT Champion. That makes sense. All right. We got Jericho in the main event versus Bandito retain the RH World Champion. Jericho won. It was a big bout put over Bandino, even though Bandino lost. Alright, we go over to the post match. Jericho with Bobby Cruz. He t- Jericho said he's going to destroy RH, just desecrate and beat every Ring of Jericho title holder and rewrite Jer- Ring of Jericho history. Then we got to October 12th, dancing in Toronto. You and me, RH World title. I'm going to destroy every. Every already commit commentator, ring announcer, wrestler. This is now Jericho's goal. What I see is Jericho's gonna destroy Ring of Honor's reputation. And I see later down the line Garcia taking the Irish World Top from Jericho. That's what mostly happened. Now we go to news and topics. Like, all right, let's start with news and topics. Then after that, later on, we'll do Rampage. Okay, backstage news on plans changing week. This week's AEW Dynamite. Hurricane Ann reportedly forced changes this week. Dynamite from the Cross Center, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As known, AEW President Tony Khan announced this early week that uh, attendance at Dynamite was told voluntary this week due to Hurricane Ian making landfall in the state of Florida. In an update, new report from Fightful Select noted that a few of options related to the storm related to the big changes to the Planet Dynamics show. It was known that Swerve Strickland <coughs> was scheduled to work here. I able to travel to Philadelphia due to Swerve's absence. Keith was solo, worked the backstage segment with the, the acclaim. As in the video, Lee accused Billy Gunn cost him the eight attack belts, titles. Yeah, we already told you. They got carried. Lee wished him good luck, walked up, claimed to defend on Ryan's rampage, a triple threat against the Butcher and the Blade, the private party. And then includes Samoa Joe, who's about to make this week dynamite. So apparently there's a plan with Samoa Joe and Warlow, who's going to be feuding, start a feud with. It was with the with. It was Keith Lee and Swear Strickland. That was going to be a planned feud for this week, I heard. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it. So, that's delayed. So, that's true. Remember, last week, Joe Russell, Smojo wrestled last week, Grand Slam on page tapings with champion Warlow for a win over at Woods and Tony Nice. Let's go. Seven does. Rumor killer. 
There were already a stats of Kevin Dunn, WWE, there's been rumors making around Twitter, else has left WWE. Dunn's stats is 100% on chain with the company, anyone claims otherwise are just set in the correct claims. So, Kevin Dunn is still staying with with WWE. I'm not surprised. That's the surprise part. Vince is gone, so I don't know what's going on. They don't anyone done can do good can do Kevin Dunn's job, so it's pretty much <coughs> our thought. <sighs> As for changes in dynamite, it was necessary. Cody Khan had to do the right thing necessary. Okay. <sighs> yeah. We got Pro Wrestling No and Trials that at the Russian Crane Academy Academy. This is important. And yeah. Let's talk more, right? Like, Pro Wrestling No a whole trial in San Jose, California. Pro Wrestling Revolution Dream Academy on November 17, 2022. Now, Marcia Furuchi and Kasi Naja were representatives from NOAA tryouts. The Chosen Fire would be via Japan, part of Pro Wrestling NOAA tour. The California-based Lucha Rebate Pro, Pro Wrestling Revolution worked with multiple for platform entertainment company, Mass Republic, the Car P3 Group, Visa 37 Pro Wrestlers from Japan. This is why wrestlers from New Japan's Pro Wrestling NOAA. During Gate Japan Wrestle, 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 and Pro Wrestle Revolution started starting later this year. PWR. We're bringing the hardest pro style Japanese wrestling to Pro Wrestling Revolutions and Gary Ramirez, who launched Revolution in 2008. It's a chance to combine Lucha Libre and Pro Wrestling styles been closely associated over the years. Now we're bringing Mexican Japanese wrestling connection to the States. That's nice. That should happen. We need some Mexican Japanese style wrestling to the States. Bring that shit. Bring that shit. We need more of that. Now we got Dave Batista starting a new film Cooler. Basically, he's going to start in a thriller Cooler, which he all produced. This is nice. It's basically from the first deal announced between Batista's Dog Ball Entertainment and Film Nation's production label Infuriate. There's going to be a. The, well, most of the film is going to follow Batista, play with Batista, Ryan Redemption gets finally back, Chuck says he's stolen, and then, yeah, basically like that. Yeah. Most of these are produ- nutshell productions to start summer 23, will be written and directed by Drew Pierce, who previously directed Batista in Hotel Artemis. Okay, we got. Then we talk about Drew McIntyre recall being paired with Undertaker backstage early on. Taker working through the pain at the time. Ooh, this is a big lead. Read. All right. McIntyre put underneath the Undertaker stewardship. WWE early in his career. <sighs> Concentrating, sorry, is the experience during the recent interview. McIntyre is a guest on the Hollywood Rod podcast. Talk about how he's paired up. Dead men during his first run of company. How much learning experience was it him? <sighs> Talked about the pain injuries during the life and 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 let's go say I'm paired with the Undertaker early on. He was awesome. Put in charge of time because as well I was trying to be the time where I think the powers were realized the other generation was starting to retire. We're gonna be there forever. He had to start pushing some youth to the front. It came youth movement. Chance I were trying to tour TV with like the kind of projects. So, okay, we had to start building for the future. Chance on Ron Massa SmackDown. Chance was put on the Triple H learning tree. I went to the Undertaker learning tree and says, You don't listen to anybody but the Undertaker. 
So that was like a incredible opportunity. I wish I had thought, you I know, mean, back to like wrestling. I keep all of it off the charts at the time. Lord, and now so many lessons I got and flew right in my head. And thankfully, I remember a few light bulbs went off. You just went on by. But that was a major opportunity. And to watch how he judged himself backstage was always the coolest guy in the room. You feel when he walked in the room, so he had a presence. If there was a situation that was dealt with calmly by him, it always has an impact on me how you're a leader, how to conduct yourself. So, Ontario worked through the pain and injuries to watch his son's physical pain. Talk about stuff openly because the red last red documentary. When I never speak about this stuff, he was so open on his life. On his backstage, where I would see him being able to work at Walk and Tie High Pound Cell together. To get in the train room, now it's none televised shows. I ran in specifically one Mexico City. Hey, you can't rest tonight. My goodness, is a madman. Like, someone stop him. Don't let him go and shoot, do the show. He can barely walk. I saw him do his entrance on a slope, get through the most sun, he's flying through the rain like a Mexican luchador. How is this possible? Like, is it, I watched this man be able to walk that so he's hitting the road faster than WWE, doing a diamond clothesline, hitting all the signature moves, time his life. He came back from the stage and he's fine until then, all the adrenaline goes down. And the fact that physical problem, physical problem, Ben. Like, man, look at him right now. It's about truly love this industry much. He wanted to get everything to his body to it. Yeah, basically, back in the early days of WWE, Undertaker had injuries. Like, Drew McIntyre was on the lower tree of the Undertaker, Shane was the Undertaker, the lower tree of Triple H. So, basically, like that. You know, honestly, yeah, it's basically like that. All right. Well, honestly, I will review Rampage in, a, in about less. You know what? Let's review Rampage now. All right. Let's review Rampage, the recap. Alright, let's see what we have. Wait, wait a minute, let me check. Wait a minute. No, that's not it. Like, that's, it, it's on my paper, I just need to find it. Mm, is it? Yeah, it's it. Yeah, found it, it's it. Okay, we're going to the AW Rampage recap. The triple threat match. The acclaim. Defeated I mean, versus Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. So the Mask Caster pins Blade for the the win to retain the AEW tab belts. Like, it was pretty good. The match was okay. It was a great triple threat match. We got two black tag teams, one white tag team. I'm glad the, the black tag team won because they're black. Honestly, more blacker than. Private, I mean, than private party. Like, I don't think private party ever went to Africa before. I've been mean, sheltered by white parents, I'm thinking. So, anyway, let's go to backstage. We had Gun Brothers talk about how they go to skip over FTR and go right for the AW tag team titles. They close out by saying, Top Guns out. Mm, actually, yeah. Honestly, um,. Like, the Gun Brothers are getting good. I, like, they may win the Ring of Honor one tag team champions. I don't think they're going to win the AEW tag team titles. But I do want them to see the win the Ring of Honor world tag team titles. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I do see the Gun Brothers going against FTR in a feud. And that's what I see. So we go to backstage with Nyla Rose, Maria Sheffer, Vicky Guerrero confronted Jay Cargill. 
Now says she wants next, and Jay says she got it, but it'll be on her terms. So we don't know. All I see is Jay Cargill is going to face Nyla Rose next. And I'm excited for Nyla Rose versus Jay Cargill matchup. It's going to get good. good. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, like Chris Sandler will heal up and come back next year. So I'm hoping that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good for her. Like, it's it's better than, than nothing. I don't know who's going to win the TBS Championship. I see Chris Stanler take the title off of Jade, but Chris is injured, so at this point, we don't know. So you got Lee Moriarty versus Fuga Del Sol. Lee Moriarty defeated Fuga Del Sol with some, some crossface, something like that. Like, after that post-match, W. Morrissey picked up Del Sol and dropped him to the mat with a choke slam. So my thoughts with Morrissey, what's Morrissey doing here with the firm? Is he a hitman or is he here to make an impact? I see him with a hitman that wants to make an impact. It's my opinion. Oh, yeah. So anyway, let's go to Jamie Hayter versus Will Nightingale. Hayter defeated Will Nightingale for, for the victory in about eight minutes. So, yeah. AEW bringing longer women's matches. This is a good thing. And you know what? We need Hater to go, to finally face Britt Baker. Sometime, someday, but not now. Because <sighs> apparently, Britt Baker had this view with Saria. So next next Monday, next Wednesday, Dynamite is gonna be interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Enough with the thick ass haters. Alright, backstage, we got Hangman, Pages with Eno, Uno, and Ten. Some stick and stuff with Uno, Ten, Dark Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Alito comes in, challenges Ten. They shake hands. It's a mass versus Andrade Lee's AEW. For next, next Friday's live rampage. This is going to be live and it's unpredictable. So, we don't know who will win. Well, I'm afraid, no. I see... Is live, so we don't know who's gonna win. I see, I I see losing the match and lead to WWE, or or Adido wins and and negative ten gets his mask removed. So this is gonna be a point. So we don't know what's gonna happen. Stokely halfway comes in with Ethan Page. Talks about contract tampering with Matt Hardy taking a shot at HFO. So basically, we're getting the story with Hardy, HF, and private party contract tampering. And Andrade heard about it. So we don't know what's going to happen next Wednesday or Friday. So this is going to get interesting. Stokely halfway stirring the pot with Ethan Page. Stirring the pot. Yeah. Stir that pot. Yeah, the hot pot. We got to stir pot. Also, right now, like, WWE's contra tampering. This is a good way to add to the story. All right, anyway, let's go to Ryan Ness in the ring. He says Rocky's not the real. Ben Franklin is a chump that came to Philly to die. Then he talks about ECW, extremely crapping wrestling. Let's a hook coming out. Hook then chokes him out. It was something like to put over ECW or far. It was looking like that. It was good. Hook got over. Hook was... Bu- Got over big. We saw trespassers come out of the envelope. Left the ramp. Walked off. Hook grabs it. Go up to the back. 
something interesting is going on. I see. <sighs> anyway. There's a chance we might see a trust busters and hook. So there's a possibility. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a possible chance. Alright, we got Roosh defeating John Silver with the help on Dade. And basically Jade, I mean Roosh beating Silver to help um Andrade. That's made sense. During the post match, Andrade, the rest of AFH foe, take out Silver, Ten Imono come down to make the save. Butcher the Blade come down eating the odds. Hangman Page comes down, takes out the Butcher and the Blade and Andrade. Roosh Hangman starts the brawl. Hangman goes at Bucks at Lariat. Roosh retreats. Just the assistant stumbles onto the Lariat. This was this was the post match. It was crazy. The match was good. The post match was the same. So we're gonna get a Russian Hangman on Dynamite mm-hmm. for, for live next Wednesday. I'm excited for that. As for this this week's Rampage, it was it was pretty much good, good good bad moments, but still it was a great Rampage. You know, like, like AEW is getting better with Rampage. Like, they're working on a Rampage real good, giving it a good rub. We need Rampage to get better. So, you know, honestly, yeah. It's pretty much like that. Okay, let's go to the news of topics. Alright. We talked about reported a lot of concern Orton's back injury. Let's go to the, let's go to the information. Ranier has been out since May of this year with a back injury that requires surgery and things doesn't seem to get better for the WWE's Apex Predator. It's been over three months since we saw Lost Orton in a WWE ring. Orton sustained a back injury with Sideland during a great run in tag team division with Riddle. The team of RK Bro is like Orton's passion able to deliver some of the most entertaining performances in his career. Riddle has continued to fight in his honor as injured tag partner, but as the reports state, he might quite a while to go back for his return, reunite with the Viper. Originally, it was stated that Orton's injury was going to keep him out of the remainder of the year, but which is bad news in itself for the fans. But in the new edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it's revealed that Orton's recovery might be not be going well as well. Thought first thoughts and concern a lot of concern over the severity of Orton's injury. It's revealed there's a lot of concern regarding back Orton's background and severity. So it is update from WON. It was a huge blow for Orton, whose momentum was stopped by such a long injury. We don't know when Orton will come back to the company, but it's certainly being missed. The fans will look to continue to look forward. To the day he's back fully healthy. What I get from this, like, Orton is going to be out for a really long time. His recovery ain't doing good. Like, like Orton may have his injury, but his, Orton, but his injury is going to keep him away from... He might have to retire, you know? He's going to have to retire or something. And maybe he should because his back injury is getting worse. He may, Orton's getting older. And he might not be a good run. Riddle's going to... Riddle got to, could step up, like it'll give Riddle a big boost, take a spot in the main event scene. We might get a Riddle AW World, I mean a WWE Championship run for Riddle or Universal Title Riddle for Riddle. Well, anyway, that's sad. Sad for Orton. Anyway, moving on. All right, moving on. Where's the update on Bandino's AW status following Dynamite appearance? Okay. Wednesday edition of Dynamite saw the Ocho Jericho defend his RH World Champion against the former World Champion Bandino in a match that had many clamor for the company to sign extremely talented Luchador following a high impressive showing immediately at the Dynamite of the Air. Fans in attendance 
Philadelphia recorded EW president Tony Khan embracing Bandino at the top of the entrance ramp leads to many to believe that 27-year-old has signed with the company, although official elite graphic has been hosting the time of the writing. All right, updates. Meltzer Wrestling Server Newsletter provided update on Bandino's contrast status with AEW reporting that while the company has indeed offered a full-time contract, they are still currently unsure where Bandino has signed a consent contract. While we don't have confirmation that being a Bandina signing AEW, we do have confirmation it was offered a full-time contract meaning in the loss to Jericho on in Philadelphia on this dynamite. So we go to the to the one thing, let's hear more about Bandito. Bandito is definitely one definitely one of the most talented Ruchadors pro wrestling world has offered today. Definitely no surprise that when he gained a host of new fans following his performance on week's dynamite for us to see what next with Bandina. Hope it won't be too long before he's back on our TV screens. My thoughts that you know that Bandino should sign with AEW. He only impact. He doesn't need WWE. WWE is shit. You know that they have a bunch of pedophiles, perverts. Impact no saying is shit. Impact is shit wrestling. It's stupid. Let's see. It's dumb as fuck. Like GCW is like an indie show, and Bandino should stay with AEW. Like, WWE's poison. Fuck WWE. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Let's go to the elite situation part. On hold due to potential legal action. Okay, let's go to that. On uh, September 4th, Chicago, North, and AEW annual All Out Pay Review. The elite became inaugural AEW Trio Champion following the culmination of the tournament that had been underway in the weeks prior to the event. The event, the elite were fortunate to vacate the titles in the following week of December. Episode of Diamond Harris, the trio reporter were involved in backstage. CM Punk and Steele posted a press conference. They saw everyone involved is suspended by the company. That's true. It happened already. As of writing near the blade, Punk has returned to the company. Although Meltzer and Observer Wrestling News have provided updates on the potential reason for these suspensions not being lifted just yet, with potential legal actions need to be made harder. The company had to get over first. Regarding the Bucks and Mega, they all haven't heard anything about. At least for a few days. The company has been heard or warned address anything pretty much anything these days on type of subjects. Believe that the situation on hold pending of the eventual legal action, which is less cleared up because delayed things things for some time. There's also a second holdout that's been made has been made clear. More to this, like like Wells Wiles Meltzer has necessarily was the second thing holding up the regarding the elite's return. Has been many EF fans speculated that Trio could be crossed divide and end up in WWE. Following reports that Young Bucks put fillers out there when the company, as the writing of this, however, there's nothing more than speculation. As the Elite are currently suspected that it tends to return to AEW upon inclusion the suspension, time and time along the EV, the EVs we out of action for. On the other side of the conflict, Punk and Steel would be poor appear would far more likely be done with the company. Although together, as multiple reports stated, that the former AEW World Champion would need to make major amends for returning to AEW. So, yeah, that was pretty much... The Elite are still suspended. They're on hold. There's some legal ramifications. Pretty much that Punk and ACL going bye-bye. That's all we have to say on this. This is Meltzer's word. Take his word for it. I don't know why. That's his Meltzer's word. Yeah, that's what I gotta say. Alright, thank y'all for 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 Gustavly Podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday if I if I can. Bye.